If there's only one word to remember about Keltec, it's innovation. A privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one-of-a-kind American-made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P15 9mm striker fire pistol. The P15 is Keltec's first striker fire handgun and is the lightest and thinnest of its kind. Featuring a totally unique patent-pending extended magazine, the P15 pistol's other features include fire fiber optic front sight and adjustable rear, ambidextrous safety and magazine release, as well as a gator grip texture that increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling. The P-15 is fun on the range, but it's definitely great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P-15 9mm striker fire pistol and all other Keltec weapons and products, check out keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. Keltec, creating innovative, quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltecweapons.com. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. This is from MSNBC. I'm just going to read the headline, okay? The far right's obsession with fitness is going digital. That's the headline. Now here's the article. I'm going to read it as it is. I'm just giving you the news, okay? Giving you the news. The Here's the headline and then the subhead. So you click it and it goes to this. MSNBC. Pandemic fitness trends have gone extreme, literally. White supremacist's latest scheme to valorize violence and hypermasculinity has gone digital. What? So here's the piece. It's by Cynthia Miller. Okay, Cynthia. So here it is. Ready? I need to read it to you to absorb its... Just it. (sighs) Cynthia Miller writes, It appears the far right has taken advantage of pandemic at-home fitness trends to expand its decade-plus radicalization of physical mixed martial arts, parenthetical MMA, and combat sports spaces. Okay, so interjection by me. Someone just discovered MMA. Earlier this month, Researchers reported that a network of online fascist fitness... I gotta stop myself. Kane, that's the name of our new gym. Fascist fitness! Earlier this month, researchers reported that a network of online fascist fitness chat groups on the encrypted platform Telegram are... Recruiting and radicalizing neo-Nazis and white supremacists. And they're luring them with health tips and strategies for positive physical changes. (laughs) I swear to you. I swear to you this is a real piece. Physical fitness, writes Cynthia, has always been central to the far right. In mine comfy couch, Hitler fixated on boxing and jujitsu. <laughs> okay, let's get back to it. Mm-hmm. In modern times, far right groups have launched mixed martial arts and boxing gyms in Ukraine, in Canada, and France. Such as uh, focus on 
on training far-right nationalists in violent hand-to-hand combat and street fighting techniques. Various reports have noted the role of combat sports and MMA in radicalizing and promoting far-right violence, which is difficult, which is different from far-left violence, apparently. They're just, there's their different violences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The U.S. is behind, which is only going to become problematic because the phenomenon is growing in the country, building on the established fight club culture of MMA far-right extremists. <laughs> she literally just now discovered MMA. She just, and, and was like, Tuh, I should write a piece on this. <laughs> The intersection of extremism and fitness leans into shared obsession with a male body, with with training and masculinity and testosterone, strength and competition. Physical fitness training, especially in combat sports, appeal to the far right for many reasons. (laughs) This is an actual article. I want to give it an award. Oh, my gosh. I never... This is my favorite article of the year. <sighs> now, listen. they she This chick is really upset with this. Like, she just discovered MMA, and she's like, what is this? Recruits are encouraged, Kane, to link individual moral virtues such as willpower and decisiveness and courage. With- <laughs> is this the B? This is the article. This is continuing. Oh, my gosh. And then she writes, second to last graph, fitness, of course, is a staple and a hobby for many people for whom it is enjoyable and rewarding for brain health and overall well-being. Where did the, Was this a live journal entry? Who wrote this? Were they 10? Physical fitness channels dopamine, cane, adrenaline, and serotonin in ways that feel good, intertwining those ideas with hate. And dehumanizing ideas is a dangerous and powerful cocktail of radicalization. Oh my gosh. So now she she's found her Cynthia Miller. Nobody knows what the hell she does. She uh believes now her mission is to is online fitness. She's gonna stop it. <laughs> oh my gosh. How is it extreme? This is written by a woman who apparently has lived under a rock for the past 20 years, has not known about M- about MMA being like a worldwide common uh, skill and, and sport. And she, I guess she's never paid attention to any of the far left fighters that have ever walked into the octagon. This is one of the dumbest things I've ever read in my life. Really. I mean, I... I think she can't live without assistance, probably. I don't know. This is one of the dumbest pieces I've ever read. This is an actual headline. This is not from Babylon B. Kane, how do you like fitness? You're a Nazi. <laughs> Next, from Cynthia Miller. Hitler wore shoes, and so does the far right. I examine in a 3,000-word deep dive. Newsflash. Next, from Cynthia Miller. Nazis drank water, and so does the far right. 
I explore the far right's obsession with water. My next MSNBC deep dive. <laughs> I explore the far right's obsession with wearing shoes like Hitler. My next MSNBC deep dive. I mean, where does it end? Where does this end? This is the dumbest thing. This is from liter. This is MSNBC. They actually, she wrote this and someone's like, hmm, I will publish this. And they published it. Oh my gosh. Everything is, oh my gosh. This is, I can't, I'm not, I swear to you, I will link it in the newsletter tonight. I promise you I'm not making this up. I mean, I like to think that I'm funny, but I can't, you can't make this up. So apparently if you want to be fit, you're a Nazi. Juan's like the fittest of us here. I never knew he was such a fascist, right? Like you are a major fascist if you're fit. Everyone in the Olympics are Nazis. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, okay. Um, I'm assuming I really want to like Google her and see what just, I'm just curious as to what she looks like. Cause her, Oh, you did? Oh, whoa, 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 wait. Is it exactly what I think it is? I don't know. I'm leaning South Park. Well, kind of. Mm. Oh, okay. So I don't want to be mean, but I, I mean, one of the reasons that you guys are friends with me is because I say, I say things that you don't and I don't care. Can I just say, I don't mind how, I don't mind, I have weird style, right? I, I am not going to big, I am not going to exempt myself from accepting shade because I realize that I dress basically like a goth toddler would. I mean, I'm again, in a, an adult black onesie. It's, it's crazy. But I do have a problem with wearing a turtleneck and then a cardigan and they're the same color and then wearing a necklace over it. I am not a fan of the necklace with the, with the turtleneck. Not a fan of it. It's very Mrs. Roper to me. I can't handle it. And also, she seems like someone who would annoy the hell out of me at a dinner party. I can really judge people just by first glance. And I know you're not supposed to, but I'm doing it. Not judging, but taking an account, which is not a synonym for judging, because I said it's not. It identifies as separate. I don't even want to look at her Twitter. Do I do? Do I? Yeah, I do. I'm going to so make fun of this. I am so going to make fun of this. I just, um, oh, and she's going off on preppers, because heaven forbid. Oh my gosh. So, there you have it. I can't. You guys, I'm trying. That's an actual article. What What are you, Kane's over there going, what is this? What? Her, her timeline is riddled with this type of take on virtually every Why? subject. Why? I don't get it. Oh my gosh. It's like they hired her and they said, hey, why don't you just write hit pieces on things that don't need hit pieces? Why don't you, yeah, act like stuff that's old is new. It's like, she's like the person who finds the meme from 10 years ago. Can you believe? Let's look at the toxic masculinity of Charlie biting his brother. <laughs> and now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Gilbert Gottfried. Passed away yesterday. It was announced at age 67. He had a rare genetic muscle disease that apparently triggers a dangerously abnormal heartbeat. It was a form of tachycardia that ultimately uh, that was listed when the announcement was first made. The announcement came yesterday, and it was actually it was posted on Twitter as well because his publicist and longtime friend Glenn Schwartz. Uh, just so sad. I, I mean, golly, 67 years old. And that seems, he doesn't, he didn't even really look 67. He seemed so, 
he had like a very youthful energy golly i mean him and norm and and bob saget and then louis anderson oh my gosh what is happening i'm depressed let's see i don't know we'll we'll try to turn that around so nasa as i said spotted a giant smod a sweet meteor of death well it's 500 trillion ton ice ball headed this way now the good news is that it's a 500 trillion ton ice ball that's headed this way the bad news is that it's about two billion miles away and it's not predicted to get any closer than the planet saturn and it's not expected to get near us until 2031 so that's a lot of wokery that can happen from now until then so i mean we they actually can't measure how big it is because it's too far away so Biden got pooped on by a bird yesterday while he was speaking, and I watched that video five thousand times. And I think it's the gift of tw- gif of twenty twenty two. I think this is a kind of a nice try headline. Bitcoin fans are psychopaths who don't care about anyone, according to a study. What about people who write headlines like that? Right. Out of curiosity. <laughs> Women can be strip searched by trans officers who were born male, say police. So this is over in Britain, National Police Chiefs Council. And I bring this up because it feels like this is going to be something that could eventually come to the United States at this point. Guidelines that were issued by that British Police Council urged chiefs, they actually, well, it says forced uh, chief officers to recognize the status of transgender colleagues from the moment they transition. The policy says it may be advisable to replace the officer carrying out the search if the detainee objects. But if the refusal, here it is. This is insane. Wait, can't wait. I haven't even gotten into this one. Wait, are you ready for this one? Let me drop this one on you. He's got a headache. Do you, you already had aspirin, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Here's the line. But if the refusal is based on discriminatory views, that could be recorded as a non-hate crime incident. So if you're a woman in Britain and you oppose to a man who identified as a woman doing your strip search, then that's a hate that you're going to get. That's a crime. Women don't have any agents anymore. This is what I'm talking about. Protections for women. This is what gets eroded. This guidance was very secretly introduced in December and it was brought to light by retired superintendent Kathy Larkman. So if a, if a police officer who is born as a dude but identifies as a broad, they can strip search female suspects. And if that female suspect says she feels uncomfortable, they, that's a hate crime. They said non-hate crime. That was a typo. That's a, a hate crime. They can be charged. So if you're a woman and you don't want a man strip searching you because normally it's women who would deal with women and men who would deal with men, then that's a hate crime. Wow. It's like designed to set women up to get screwed. Yes, I did choose my words carefully. It's exactly what it is, Kane. (laughs) The war on women continues. Yeah, there's the war on women. So the this is the literally the line from the guidelines it says once a transgender colleague has transitioned they will search persons of the same gender as their own lived gender the hell's lived gender king it doesn't sound sciencey chief officers are advised to recognize the status the status of transgender colleagues from the moment they transition considered to be the point at which they present in the gender with which they identify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have to lose the frankenbeans or? These women are just trying to fly on planes and get somewhere. 
Like why why do they have to put up with this? Well, like a I mean it'd be female suspect strip search. This is not like just flying on a plane. Oh, I but I would imagine TSA. though, if it's this, I would imagine it would be you know. Yeah, I thought this was TSA. Mm-hmm. No, this is the, a British police council, but I'm saying that this is something that I would not be surprised to see this being pushed here. Yeah, this is this is really odd no matter what the context. Mm-hmm. Kathy Larkman was a police officer for over 30 years. She rose to the rank of superintendent, retired last year. She was very concerned with the declining trust women had in the police. And this followed a whole bunch of scandals, including the abduction, the abduction and murder of Sarah Everard by a serving police officer. Remember that huge story. And so women are becoming afraid and nervous about the police. All women, white women, black women, doesn't matter in Britain. And last fall, there were some women that were upset that they had no option over the sex of the officer searching them. There were women who were very, who were afraid. And so Larkman wrote letters to the College of Policing, the Police Federation and the MPCC, asking clarification that what these women were, were, were saying wasn't the case. But she said she was, quote, absolutely gobsmacked. When they, the police commission released its guidance to her. Uh, she's being supported by the Women's, right Network, Women's Rights Network. Because existing law is that strip searches had to be carried out by an officer, have to be carried out by an officer of the same sex. But now, because of the trans issue, a man can identify as a woman and carry out the strip search of another of of a woman. And so... Everything that was being told to Kathy Larkman, these worries and these concerns that these women had turned out to be actually completely founded. So, wow. Boris Johnson said it was vital that women had single sex spaces and biological males should not compete in female sports. And Larkman says that the new guidance about this really threatens women's rights to single sex spaces, amongst other things. I mean, this is just insane because Sarah Everard, she was abducted, raped and murdered by a police officer in March of last year, Wayne Cousins. And she said that there were a number of other scandals that had happened. And I'm not talking about Me Too stuff like like, you know, legit stuff. And that's made. And I'm glad that those that that people were prosecuted and appropriate actions were taken. But it's understandably made women nervous over there now. About especially in, in and around London about dealing with police. They had there were two officers that got in major trouble because there were two murdered sisters and the officers were working on this case. And apparently they took pictures of their dead bodies and were sharing them on WhatsApp while joking about their body parts and attributes. Not see what I'm saying. It's not like me too stuff. It, this is like you don't take a picture of somebody's dead mom and talk about her boob size. Okay. And about what you would do if she was living. That's, I'm not joking. That's me being rated, rated PG on, or rated G on this. It went beyond that. So, yeah, there were some women. And then this, you, you, you add the complication of the trans issue. Of course women are going to be incredibly nervous. See, here's my whole point. This is where the sexism lies. If a dude identifies as a chick and says that he is uneasy or uncomfortable about 
having to use a women a man's restroom or having a man deal with him. Oh my gosh, he is catered to. If a woman says she is uncomfortable about a man, I don't give a rat's ass how I how he identifies about a man in a woman's bathroom or about a man conducting a search on her. She's called a bigot. And in Britain, you'll get charged with a hate crime. Because women are being robbed of agency. That is what this is doing. This is exactly what people like J.K. Rowling and others are talking about when they say protections for women are being eroded. This is setting women's rights back by a century. I'm talking about just the right to, you know, your own agency. I'm not talking about second wave and third wave. I'm talking about Susan B. Anthony stuff. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Well, this story comes to us from the villages. The villages. Two residents from the villages confessed to voter fraud charges after, fi- after filing two ballots. And the 2020 election, according to court records, Charles Barnes and Jay Ketchik, Ketchik, yeah, Kane's like that, that works. They pled guilty to casting more than one ballot in an election. That's a third degree felony and it could result in a maximum five year prison sentence. Uh, I know, I don't know how they were registered, but that's, they have to do all this community service and attend a 12 week adult civic class. (laughs) So, yeah, they got in trouble. Voter fraud charges because voter fraud exists. Don't be shady. Don't be shady like that. Uh, Also, uh, let's see here. There is a a Florida man and a woman arrested for fentanyl while out on bond from a previous drug bust. Jiminy Christmas. Uh, And those are the worst fake lashes I've ever seen Uh, in that mugshot. A Florida man and woman were arrested for selling fentanyl again after they were served with a search warrant. Uh, They had fentanyl. They had fentanyl tablets. They had all kinds of drug paraphernalia. They were trafficking it apparently big time. Uh, And they uh, they seized uh, some illegally possessed weapons from the pair. Alejandro Mendez and Kayla Cibolona. They so they're 86. One one of them bonded out on eighty six thousand dollars. I just have a feeling that that one may not get recouped. I'm just saying that may not may not happen. A Florida man was arrested after punching and breaking a McDonald's sign. This is I need you to see this man's mugshot because it's worth it. So James Haberlin was arrested and charged with criminal mischief with damage to property over a thousand dollars. He was at McDonald's and he got into an argument with a friend who was passing by on a bike and then he punched and broke the sign outside of the business. A witness reported that while stopped in traffic, she saw Haberlin walking in the roadway between the vehicles, talking to a man who was riding by on a bicycle, and then Haberlin got angry and punched the McDonald's sign, causing it to shatter. This is in Gainesville. The police department responded, and they it's like $1,200 in damage because the bottom left corner was broken and the light bar. He is described as homeless. His hair is insane. Uh, and uh, they, he's, so he's, he's in jail. He's been on a number of previous charges before. He's being held in $2,000 bond. Or $2,000 bail. Woo. Punching a McDonald's sign. Okay. Uh, let's see. A Florida man says, sorry about your luck when confronted for stealing food. <sighs> this guy, 
Uh, he was actually he was stealing food items at a store on April 5th. Five finger discount. He walked in wearing no shirt and a baseball hat. And this was uh, in, obviously in Florida. But he was able to get away. When the clerk confronted him outside, the guy goes, sorry about your luck. And then got into a red Mustang convertible and sped away on I-75. They're looking for him. Sorry about your luck. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This week on the Federalist Radio Hour, because it really seemed to be heading in that direction from the 2012 autopsy on down, it really seemed like the trajectory was to kind of be bulldozed by all of these priorities of the cultural left. And um, without, I guess, the, the cultural strife of the last several years, and maybe even 2020, maybe this doesn't even have anything to do with Trump, but it has to do with the excesses that bubbled to the surface of our discourse in 2020 in very violent ways. Um, I really think this is where the Republican Party was going. And I feel like a lot of Republican governors would have looked more like Spencer Cox. I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.